Hi, and welcome to another edition of a Talk to the Experts. I'm David Curtin. Brian DeCock, the Technical Product Manager for AgriCities, in the studio with me today as we talk about another way in which AgriCity can help farmers overcome problems either before they lay down their crop or even during the growing season. And today we're going to focus on weed control strategies for the brown soil zone. Brian DeCock, as I said, the Technical Product Manager at AgriCity. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing well. Tell me what you do there. My role is technical product manager. I really spend my time on communicating our products and solutions to our customers, make sure they know what products we have, how to decide which AgriCity product is the best fit for their farm, how they can get the best performance, how they can save money getting the right product for their farm operation. We usually can save farmers about 10 to 30% as compared to the brand name products that they've used and they know and trust. We've had a lot of growth in the past several years at AgriCity. We now have more products than we've ever had, over 100 high-quality crop inputs. So it's created a lot of interest from farmers for information on the products that we have. We try to reach as many farmers as we can. We want everyone to know what AgriCity can help to make them successful in their farm. So today we're talking about uh, growing crops in the brown soil zone. Where exactly is the brown soil zone and, and what makes it different than other areas in Western Canada? The brown soil zone is really the southern parts of the prairies. So if you look at a map, the brown soil zone is a region that lies east of a line that runs north from the U.S. border in Alberta, up to east of Calgary, then northeast to Loistminster, then across to Saskatoon, and then back down to east of Regina. It kind of fits what we know as the Palliser Triangle, it's an area that's actually well-suited to growing crops most years, and there's a lot of very productive, high-yield potential land in the brown soil zone. What really makes it different than other areas is that the soils here, on average, they're lighter in color, they tend to have lower organic matter, higher soil pH, and on average, they get less rainfall, and they have higher temperatures than other parts of the prairies. So what are the most common crops, then, that farmers grow in the brown soil zone? Well, there's actually a number of different crops that grow there. Historically, it's always been a great area to grow spring wheat, durum wheat. Wheat is well suited to the climatic conditions and it can tolerate the drier, warmer weather that usually comes mm. there in the summer. In the past few years, though, growers have been experimenting a lot more. They're growing more pulse crops and canola as well, but spring and durum wheat are still the major crops. In fact, most of the durum wheat growing in Canada is grown right in the brown soil zone. So now we know about the crops that can be grown or, and, and many grow in the brown soil zone. What are the major weed problems farmers have to deal with in the brown soil zone? A lot of the weed problems there are actually the same as they are in other growing zones, but there's a few weeds that seem to really do well in the brown soil zones, and they're the tough ones. <laughs> it's weeds like wild buckwheat, Russian thistle, kochia, and more recently narrowleaf hawksbeard and dandelion are really taking hold. They're starting to become challenges for farmers. But from what I hear, kochia is still the number one weed that really causes farmers headaches and frustration. Yeah, it sure seems like kochia has been in the news a lot uh, these days. What's making kochia such a problem for farmers in the brown soil zone? Oh, you're right. I get more calls on kochia than any other product <laughs> we have or any weed. It's actually the number one weed problem that we get questions about, and it's not getting any easier to control, nah. that's for sure. So I like to tell farmers, we need to think about the biology of kochia and what is it that makes it so tough to keep it under control. Kochia is actually not native. It was introduced into North America, foolishly probably, about <laughs> yeah. 100 years ago, and it spread quickly in the western United States and Canada. It's actually a member of the goosewit family, so it's related to lamb's quarters. 
The things that makes it so tough to control is that it's extremely adaptable. It has some unique abilities to survive. For example, when it comes time to germinate, it germinates well in frost, drought, cold conditions, oh. with soils very high pH or even high salt contents. It's tough. It's tolerant of frost, drought, heat, and will survive conditions so bad that crops won't make it. Once it is established, it can get as tall as seven feet high under the right conditions, and every plant can produce over 15,000 seeds each. Oof. And of course, just to make things worse, once the plants are mature, the stems are genetically programmed to break off, and then the plants tumble and spread seed as they roll. So it can spread quickly and easily. It is not an easy weed to deal with. Now, unfortunately, the other reason for it getting worse is we've had reduced tillage, unpredictable weather from year to year, plus farmers have been growing more pulse crops. Pulse crops don't really have many good herbicide options for kochia, and they're not as competitive with kochia as cereal crops are. And now we've got resistance to group 2, 4, and 9 herbicides, and there are even some kochia plants that are resistant to more than one of these groups, so it's not getting any easier. Whew, man, I tell you, it almost sounds like kochia's a super weed. Let's, let's talk about what farmers can do then to deal with kochia on their farms. Well, first off, I really don't want to scare anybody, <laughs> but my experience, the best thing to do is come up with a long-term kochia management plan and stick to it. The most important thing about kochia to remember is that the seed is not viable for more than a year or two, hmm. so you have to keep your seed production down in order to stay ahead of this monster. So I always say start with keeping it clean. Make sure you have clean seed, keep your fields clean, don't allow mature plants to, to remain standing because they'll break off and they'll tumble. So if you have to, till them, mow them, burn them, make sure remove any patches of kochia so they don't set seed. And that means you're going to have to go over, go after plants on the entire farm. That might include the ditch, the yard, mow them or remove them before they set seed. Even make sure you keep your equipment clean. So make sure you clean your harvesting equipment before you leave one field to go to another. And hopefully you can talk your neighbors into doing the same. Wow. I never ever thought of that. We always talk about the crops and having to, uh, you know, worry about the crops when it comes to uh, weed control. But of course, we've got <laughs> the ditches and, and the yards and, and everything there. Well, the other thing farmers need to think about is changing management practices. So consider your pre-seed tillage and or herbicide options early because kochia is often the first one to come up. You might have to rotate crops. Don't rule mm. out perennial crops, alfalfa or grass crops, because once they're established, they're really strong competitors. When it comes to in-crop, choose a crop that's a strong competitor and one that will allow you a good, solid herbicide use plan to control kochia. On average, cereal and canola crops are stronger competitors. If you can maximize your crop competitiveness by using good agronomic practice, for example, use really high-quality seed, maybe bump up your seeding rates, consider a narrow row, narrow row spacing so you compete more, Place your fertilizer to benefit your crop, not kochia, because kochia loves fertilizer. <laughs> so the closer the fertilizer is to the seed row, the better. You could even seed later, seed later for better crop competition, but that might be a challenge in the brown soil zone because you don't want your crop to beat the heat in the summer if you can. And don't rule out tillage. You know, there's an old saying that weeds cannot get resistant to a cultivator on a hot day. <laughs> and of course, we have to think about using herbicides more effectively. They're still a great tool to manage kochia. And there really is no other choice right now. So do things like rotating herbicide actives, not just products. Avoid cutting rates and water volumes. Try to spray during good weather conditions for best control. I ideally, warm, humid, low wind is best. 
Another option that is coming out now is for farmers to practice herbicide layering, use products that control kochia and pre-seed first, then follow up with a different product and mode of action when you're spraying in crop. Brian DeCock is the Technical Product Manager at AgriCity. If you have any questions as you hear this conversation, you can call Brian at 1-844-269-3276, 1-844-329-3276. I say that because it all kind of sounds complicated, right? But uh, what about herbicide options? Uh, do farmers have a lot of options to control weeds in, in spring and durum wheat? And also, what, what, what products does AgriCity have to control tough weeds like kochia, wild buckwheat, Russia thistle, pardon me? Well, I always start off by recommending a strong pre-seed burn-off product to go along with your glyphosate. Given that glyphosate-tolerant kochia is becoming a big concern or will be more in the future, farmers should look at options that will control both Group 2 and Group 9 resistant kochia. AgriCity has a number of different pre-seed products that will work well with our disruptor glyphosate and will manage kochia plus some of the other weeds we mentioned like wild buckwheat, winter annuals or perennials like dandelion, narrowleaf hawksbeard. So to start off with, AgriCity is waiting for approval for ammo, which contains the active ingredient dicamba. We're also hoping to have ammo extra available this spring. It has the same actives as Express FX from FMC. We're also hoping to have a product called Pilot available soon. It has the same actives as Corex from Corteva. Now, for farmers who want to move away from a Group 2 or Group 4 only product, AgriCity will have Revenge Pro available this spring. It has a Group 14 and Group 4 active, similar to what is in the older formulation of Blackhawk from New Farm. Plus, we still have the tried-and-true pre-seed products like Battlefront, the same active as pre-pass from Corteva, or Empower Extra, which has the same active as Express from FMC. So regardless of where you farm in the brown soil zone, AgriCity is a great pre-seed option for your spring of germ wheat. You're absolutely right. What an array of products that AgriCity has. And you can see all of those products by going to agricity.com. And again, if you have questions, the number to call is 1-844-269-3276. I'm back with Brian DeCock, Technical Product Manager for AgriCity, next on Talk to the Experts on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. We are back on Talk to the Experts, talking uh, with Brian DeCock, the Technical Product Manager for uh, AgriCity. And again, the, the website is agricity.com. The phone number to call is 1-844-269-3276. Just before we went to the break, we talked about uh, herbicide options, uh, the options that farmers have uh, to control weeds in spring and durum wheat. And uh, we talked about the tough, tough weeds, Brian. It's an incredible list of, of pre-seed products that AgriCity has that farmers can choose from. What about, though, in-crop products for spring and durum wheat? Well, fortunately, AgriCity has been working hard to bring more affordable in-crop options for spring and durum wheat as well. And a lot of these products control more than just kochia. They also get wild buckwheat, red root pigweed, Russian thistle, and a whole lot more. So AgriCity's entire list of foxy-based products have a great fit for farmers in the bronze soil zone, all of them have some control of kochia. I'll start with Foxy Pro because that has been a really big product for AgriCity. Farmers love the control they see with Foxy Pro. It controls kochia and a long list of other weeds like lamb squirters and wild buckwheat. AgriCity also has Foxy R, which has the same actives as Barricade from FMC. It is a fantastic broad-spectrum product that gets most of the major weeds in the brown soil zone. Then we also have Foxy Pro RX, which gets a lot of weeds like buckwheat, ball mustard, Russian thistle, stinkweed, 
Plus, it also does a good job on narrowleaf hawksbeard, which is really becoming a nuisance weed as well. AgriCity also has Foxy Buck M, which has the same actives as Enforcer M from New Farm. Great job on Kosho, Wild Buckwheat, Russian Thistle, and a whole lot more. And I shouldn't forget Battlestar. It has the same actives as Stellar from Corteva, and it does a great job on Kosha and a whole list of other broadleaf weeds as well. Plus, it has a really long list of grass control products that it can be tank mixed with. Now, finally, in the last 10 to 20 years, thistle started to show up. No one ever really thought thistle would become a problem in the brown soil zone. But if farmers do have Canada thistle plus kosher and a whole bunch of the Oof. other tough ones, then AgriCity has Foxy CM, which is the same actives as Prestige from, from Corteva. Or if you've got a brand new product called Foxy CRX, both of these products are great at controlling thistle and kosher plus all the other tough ones out there. Of course, we are uh, concentrating on the brown soil zone in this episode of a Talk to the Experts with AgriCity, and, and we've talked a lot about broadleaf weeds. Uh, let's talk about some of the grass weed problems that growers in the brown soil zone have to deal with. Well, you know, it's unfortunate, but wild oats is still one of the most problematic grass weeds that farmers have to deal with, and that hasn't changed in a long time. But the brown soil zones also have other problem grass weeds like green foxtail, barnyard grass, some areas have Persian darnel, and there's even some brome species showing up in the western parts of the zone. There's also some challenges with herbicide resistance on grass weeds. In fact, group one resistant wild oats have been increasing for a while now. So then what products does AgriCity have to control tough grass weeds like wild oats? AgriCity has several affordable options to control wild oats in both spring weed and durum. Firstly, we have Hellcat. It has the same active as Puma from Bayer. It does a good job in wild oats green and yellow foxtail, and barnyard grass, and it can be tank mixed with a lot of the foxy-based broadleaf products that we talked about a bit earlier. AgriCity also has Aurora, which has the same active as Horizon from Syngenta. It also does a great job controlling wild oats, does a good job on green and yellow foxtail as well, and even barnyard grass, and it can also be tank mixed with a lot of the foxy-based products too. And this year, AgriCity is offering a new product called Aurora Extreme, it still has the same activist horizon from Syngenta, but at a higher rate. So it still does a great job in wild oats, green and yellow foxtail, and barnyard grass. But this one also controls, controls Persian Darnell. And it can still be a great tank mix partner with some of the Foxy-based products too. That's an amazing amount of, of product that AgriCity offers uh, for this. And again, you can go and see all of these products on agricity.com, the, the website. And it's great to hear of all of those uh, products for farmers. But what can farmers do to maximize the performance of their in-crop herbicides in the brown zone, in the brown soil zone? Well, we know a lot more about how herbicides work than we used to and how to maximize the performance in general. For example, there's been a lot of research on application timing, and the information and research shows that application when both the crop and the weeds are smaller seems to give better results, plus in general it gives the crop better yield potential. So that means spraying well before your weed or germ crop really starts to take off or before it starts to get to the flag leaf stage. Of course, the exact timing will depend on which other products you use. It's also likely that your weeds are going to be smaller when you spray earlier, and research shows that if the weeds are smaller, then the control is often better. But of course, it varies on the product. Now, another thing farmers should consider is the application rates and water volumes. As tempting as it is to cut rates, in my experience, Cutting application rates can be a risky proposition. If, if you cut your rates, then your herbicide performance might also go down, and then you might have to come back and spray again. And it's really the same with water volumes. 
I know from experience that hauling water takes up a lot of time and effort and costs money, but it's a good investment, especially if the weather conditions are challenging. Okay, speaking about weather, Brian, how much, how much impact does weather have on growing performance? You know, weather is a huge factor in herbicide performance. In cold, dry conditions, most herbicides do not work as well. So it can make sense to wait for conditions change. I know it can be tough to wait. <laughs> yeah. and you've got a lot of acres to cover, but it can save you headaches later on. There are some products that will not work well if you've had frost overnight, and you might have to wait a few days for the weather to warm up. There's also products that do not work well when the temperatures are really hot, like above 27 degrees. So again, if it's a really hot day, you might have to wait till the evening till it cools off or even the next morning before you apply. So it sounds like a lot of farmers have a lot to think about. What should a farmer do if, uh, if that farmer's not sure, you know, where to start or, or not sure where to find good information? I always recommend farmers to give AgriCity a call. Let's figure out what some of your options are. We've got a range of products for weed control and Springham Germ wheat and a whole bunch of other crops. Our trained sales staff and agronomists will help you pick the right product for your wheat and your germ. Plus, we can help you plan a long-term strategy to manage some of the tough weeds like kochia that we just discussed. So just call us, 1-844-269-3276. So Brian, what should a farmer do if they have concerns about the performance of these products after they apply them? The best thing a farmer can do is to call AgriCity. Let's figure out what's going on in that field. Maybe the product needs more time to work. Maybe a second application is needed. Maybe they just need some advice on what to expect. So AgriCity also has a product performance guarantee. We stand behind the products we sell and we guarantee the performance. So just give your local AgriCity rep a call or call us at 1-844-269-3276 if you have a concern. And any one of us would be happy to work with you to solve the problem. That's Brian DeCock, the technical product manager for AgriCity. Again, you can go to agricity.com and that number one more time, 1-844-269-3276. I'm David Curtin. You've been listening to Talk to the Experts on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.